0: Most people can employ the wealth building strategy of real estate, unless they're being drained from the bottom in ways they don't fully understand. Right, and that's what this article is going on. It seems like such a minor thing—seven hundred dollars a year more in interest, no big deal. Okay, we'll multiply that times twenty years. Okay, right, and the interest you could have made over that twenty years, and it starts to become a big deal. Right, mortgage. Uh, the mortgage. In insurance being a little bit higher, not that big of a deal, but it starts to add up. Okay? And that is a large part why we see this big gap between wealth as it relates to the African-American population as opposed to how it relates to our white counterparts. You know, and again, this is not a show about race, but rather as your foreclosure deals coach, as the guy who's uh, you know a, a black guy for one thing, but as a guy who's out there building wealth via real estate, I can tell you, all of us can do it. Most of us won't do it, and those that do do it may not be doing it as effective as they could be because they don't know about these things, right? right? So if we can educate a little bit, go out there and say this is something you got to keep an eye out for. Not that you can go grab a white guy's closing statement and go. Well, how much did he pay, right? I mean, (laughs) you could, but that's going to get awkward. You need a white guy you just hang out with, like, all the time. You know, in Colorado, (laughs) they're everywhere. We got got white people. Hello, and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. (laughs) That's just never going to get old. I don't don't know why.
1: (laughs) Just, he I loves really it, guys. I, we, just, we appreciate you being here. It, it's awesome. Like The studio
0: audience is cool, which is, you know, because you know, we're recording from our downtown Denver studios right now, and there's not really enough room to fit a studio audience in here, but yet all of you people have managed to pack your way in here, which I do.
1: They show up every week. They're so dedicated. It's incredible. Just, oh, my God. It's incredible. And, and I wouldn't be doing
0: the show right now if it wasn't here for my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Hello, hello. How do you do? How do you do? Suddenly he's British, which I, which I find strange.
1: Uh, you know, sometimes I just, uh, I, I travel across the water and uh, ne- never mind, never mind. That's a bad English accent. <laughs> All down um, here. So what's going on, Jay? What's what's life like, man? T- tell me a story. Well, um, the best story that I can think of right now is that the Los Angeles Lakers are 2020. NBA champions that's incredible by the bubble way. champs bubble champs thank you very much I know <laughs> all you haters are out there trying to say that it doesn't matter LeBron James is washed I'm a Kobe fan I don't really I barely like LeBron before this but he held it down him and AD did his thing I'm a Lakers fan you know I'm over with that purple and gold so you know I'm just basking in it right now so you, there's nothing you can do to really bring me down that's awesome Except man it's, 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 it's five me. inches of snow on me out of nowhere but
0: <laughs> that, that, that helped a little like it. you're definitely it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas And I ain't having that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, obviously, it just goes to show, I mean, the Lakers have been a force for a long time, but um, dialing stuff in during times like this, like winning a championship is a big deal, just period. Any any organization who can win the top of their game is critical. Winning a championship without the fans, um, without the support, um, is a whole other level of difficulty. You know, and obviously it was a shorter season um, and not, not as many games to be played. But, you know, kudos to the team and obviously the leadership that that got it to this point because it's, it really is a testament that, you know, this goes down in history. Like, it's one thing to win. It's another thing to win through all the difficulties that were faced just as a global – like, as a planet, what we've been facing to keep your focus and to maintain this is, is incredible. So – Great job, Lakers! Uh, Good for you guys. All right, let's get to it. Um, This is a bit of a follow-up episode, and I want to let you know that a few, I guess, a few episodes back, we did a show in regards to racial bias in appraisals. Okay, and I don't want to go in and harp on and and turn this into a big racial bias thing, but I think it's it's super important to understand (laughs) that there is a disparity in the housing market as it relates to race. You just see it across the board. And the article today says that in a study done by MIT, uh, black homeowners pay more for mortgages than their white counterparts, you know? And, and the what it mentions is the overall differences in mortgage payments, $743 a year, mortgage insurance premium, $550 a year, and property taxes add up to $13,000 over the life of the loan. Okay, That amounts to $67,000 in lost retirement savings for black homeowners. Okay? Now, h- here's the thing about that. Now, mortgage insurance is the one that really hits home for me because mortgage insurance is sort of a premium tacked on to mortgages that it goes into certain Certain zones that say, okay, this is a riskier loan, so we're going to get mortgage insurance above and beyond the others. That mortgage insurance rate is sometimes impacted by neighborhood, and that neighborhood impact is often impacted, is often in minority-driven neighborhoods, okay, which is because there's a higher default rate in those neighborhoods. So let's just, let's call a spade a spade here, okay? Some of this is self-fulfilling, and some of it is just by design, of the system. The flip side of that though is it without education, without people understanding that this is happening, okay, it becomes very easy for this to continue on. You look at 67000 dollars of lost retirement savings for black homeowners, okay, and you add that across the board, millions of black families all across the United States of America, and what you have is a racial economic pandemic. You know, which is, is a lot a lot of big words there, but what it comes down to is that adds up. And that's not the only area in which we've seen a problem as it relates to race and real estate. Okay. I don't wanna harp on it too much, but I, I do wanna spend some time and unfold that a little bit. Why that's happening, okay, and why we we can't seem to e- get equality in, in the economic system. The reality of the country's culture is we may never find ultimate racial equality. I mean, what, what do you think about that, Jonathan? Are we ever going to be?
1: Are we ever just going to feel like even across the board? Um, personally, I don't. I don't really. I don't really see that happening. But for me personally. Um, you know, equality and, you know, being even and on the even playing field, that's not really not the goal. That's not really not my goal. I'm not here to, you know, be the same. I'm here to excel and I'm here to move past and I'm here to be better than, you know, the next person who's doing the same thing as me. If we're in the same industry, I'm trying to, you know, I'm a hunter, I'm trying to take you out. So at the end of the day, man, like it's, there's really not, um, I don't see it happening, but at no. the same time, we have to, you know, instead of trying to strive for equality and even, we need to strive for equity and, you know, looking for ways to build up our financial literacy yes, and put ourselves in better positions to counteract some of the systemic things that, you know, we see yes, um, you know, in mortgages and, um, you know, uh, judicial legislation, all those different things. So, it's, you know... It's gonna have to be about us taking that, taking that gumption and taking that initiative. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, it, obviously I'm,
0: uh, I guess I'm the older guy of the two of us. We're gonna leave that at that. But you know it, <laughs> the uh, the the generation, you know the generation before didn't think they're gonna find equality either. You know, I, at least I don't think so. I never really thought that we were gonna find equality, um, and now you know you're, you're the younger the younger millennial generation, you don't think we're finding equality either, right? So if, if we're not going to get to equality, the best we can do is education, to your point. And, and, and I think if everybody understood that there's a gap, if they understood that we are paying more, or in the case of the show we did in appraisals, that appraisals are coming in a little less, not across the board. I know this is not a total system failure. I'm saying it's a partial system failure, and it should be our goal to remove the system failures as we can. Right, you know, and if the mortgage system, which makes up you know the huge amount of most of Americans' wealth, well, one of the greatest things about living in this country is that everybody—and I do mean this—everybody in the U.S. can provide and can can build wealth. That that, there's no doubt in my mind about it. I don't. I will not buy anything you tell me about. Well, I wasn't smart enough, bro. You know, my schooling system didn't work. I'm sorry. You're in the greatest country in the world. Um, And if you you have trouble with education, hop on YouTube. You know, you can learn anything about, about 15 minutes. You'd be an expert on, like, a, you could do heart surgery. Not on me, <laughs> mind you, because I, I ain't letting you practice on me. But, like, you could figure that out, right? So that's not going to do it anymore, right? We have more money available to us. As long as we don't go fully socialist anytime soon, then we've got more, more capital available to us in the U.S. and pretty much anywhere in the world, okay? We are the land of opportunity. That has not changed, okay? So all of us have the ability to build wealth, regardless of your race, your creed your color, your religion, all of us can build wealth. the question now becomes how you're going to build wealth okay and you look at certain cultures one of the ways if you look at the Asian culture just as an example okay the uh, the Korean Church is one of the most powerful churches in the world and one of the things they do is they lend money to their People, right, they don't necessarily have to be Koreans as far as I know, but they lend money to their church followers to open businesses. They have preferences in the type of business that you open, which is why you see a lot of, I'm trying very careful not to wander into racism here, okay, but it's why you see a lot of Korean-owned liquor stores and dry cleaners and etc. A lot of the funding for those comes to, to Korean immigrants from the Korean church, and I think it's an incredible thing that they do for their culture incredible thing that they've always done, okay? I love that. That's, that's one way Koreans build wealth. And as a result, Asians Asian people tend to have a lot of wealth, okay? The, the Jewish people, they control a lot of the banking system. They control a lot of Hollywood. They control a lot of the high-dollar things in here. And when, when you hear that kind of thing, the, the, the hair stand up on the back of your neck, oh, my God, that's racist. No, it's just true, okay? And at the end of the day, Man. you've got a high contingency of Jews in banking, and in Hollywood and in other areas that, are, that have a lot of money attached to it. There's just there's a proof to that culture has been proven to be very, very good with money. You know? So as a result, they control it. Now what do black people have?
1: Hmm. You
0: know what I'm saying? It, get, uh, it gets quiet there for a second. Okay. Uh, I'm good at basketball. Be <laughs> careful. <laughs> a, I'm not good at basketball. Um, B, um, <laughs> That, that wouldn't do me any good, right? So we don't. We, we, we don't have a cultural thing. So the only way we, and again, I'm not just talking to black people. I'm talking to everybody across the board. The only equal playing field for wealth building, if you're not part of the the cultures that kind of have a built-in wealth building strategy, is real estate. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, if you can buy a property, which all of us can, um, there's I mean, not all the race restrictions as has been proven by this article have been taken off, but generally speaking, I have, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a million and a half worth of mortgages right now myself. Um, so you can't say that black people can't get loans. That's not it. Um, what, what it comes down to is you're going to have to find a system that works for you independently to build wealth, because all of us can, if you're a pressure washing company, right? And you're, you're out there hustling and doing pressure washing. and You put 10% of everything you bring in every year into an IRA and it grows with the stock market at 10, 20, you know, 10, 12% interest a year. And you wake up one day, 20 years from now, and you've got a half a million dollars or a million dollars sitting in that bank account. That's was your strategy for building wealth. Okay. Most people can employ the wealth building strategy of real estate, unless they're being drained from the bottom in ways they don't fully understand. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. You know, one question I'm asked all the time is how do I get started in real estate investing? Here's the thing. In order to get into the game, you gotta have access to the big data that drives the real estate market. After all, you wouldn't trade stocks without a trading platform, and you shouldn't get started in investing in real estate without dealhunter.io. Dealhunter.io is an application that I use daily to find the best deals in the real estate market to provide that information to my lending partner so I can fund those deals, to know how to fix those deals, to bring them in line with the market, and most importantly, how to sell those deals at a profit. So if you're looking to get started in real estate investing, head on out to dealhunter.io and sign up for a free seven-day trial of the PropStream application that'll separate you from other competitors of the real estate market. With that, this is Donnie Coram from dealhunter.io reminding you, don't buy a house. Buy a deal. And that's what this article is going on. It seems like such a minor thing. $700 a year more in interest, no big deal. Okay. Well, multiply that times 20 years. Okay. Right. And the interest you could have made over that 20 years, and it starts to become a big deal. Right. Mortgage, uh, the mortgage in- insurance being a little bit higher, not that big of a deal, but it starts to add up. Okay. and that is a large part why we see this big gap between wealth as it relates to the African American population as opposed to how it relates to our white counterparts you know and again this is not a show about race but rather as your foreclosure deals coach as the guy who's uh, you know a black guy for one thing, but as a guy who's out there building wealth via real estate, I can tell you all of us can do it. Most of us won't do it. And those that do do it may not be doing it as effective as they could be because they don't know about these things. Right. right. So if we can educate a little bit, go out there and say, this is something you got to keep an eye out for. Not that you can go grab a white guy's closing statement and go, well, how much did he pay? Right. I mean, you could, but that's going to get awkward. You need a white guy you just hang out with like all the time. You know, in Colorado they're everywhere. We, just, we got we got white people, um, so that's not really a problem the Slopes. You, can, you know, you the always the hit Aspen, on a you hike. always hit Aspen or whatever. Like you'll find somebody there. Um, I'm kidding. You know, I you know I love you guys. Come on. Um, the uh, but my point is, you're not necessarily going to get to compare the, um, the the statements. What you can do is be more competitive. Right? You can go in and get a competitive. If you're getting a mortgage right now and you know, and I can tell you to, to know, is really just a matter of a Google search most of the time. But right now I can Google what are the prevailing rates, conventional rates, and tell you what they are. Right, So now when you walk into your bank to get a mortgage loan on there, you know... What the rate should be, and your goal is to try to beat that. You see what I'm saying, right? You're you're not selling. You're eager to buy the house, but I think a lot of people, you know, the 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 mentality that's still tied to the culture allows us to accept things that other people would not accept. Right? We're so happy that we're buying a house, we forget to shop the rate. Right, we're, we're so enthused about being a homeowner, getting our piece of the rock and our 40 acres and a mule and all that, that we forget to, to not overpay for the property. Okay, and, and again, I'm not necessarily talking to just black people right now. I'm talking across the board. Everybody should be looking at and trying to be more competitive in trying to get a better deal on their property than just buying a retail home. You know, my, my wife and I just moved out of a property. We did a show with Laura uh, a few weeks back. We bought the property, a luxury home in the 800s, sold it for just over a million dollars. It's an incredible deal. We're going to have her back on the show to discuss what, what happened in that. But the point is, is I bought a deal. And being frank with you, given what's going on in the, in the, uh, the market right now, I sold it at a bit of a deal, too. You know, like I should have gotten a little bit more for it, but I'm not going to, I'll shoot straight with you. When I saw an offer and the getting was good, I knew it was time to get out because we just don't know what the market's going to do next. And I wasn't sure I wanted to be attached to a luxury home long-term should the proverbial stuff hit the proverbial fan. Okay. And we just don't know right now, but I'm, I'm weighing the market, the pros and cons all the time. And I'm encouraging you as the listeners of the foreclosure deals coach podcast to, as you are building wealth, buying properties under market market. Okay. Looking at the HUD list every single day, driving for dollars. Either you're, you're driving for dollars because you want to wholesale it out. Great. Make your living on that. There are guys making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year, just driving around finding distressed assets and selling them to cash buyers out there. You can make a living that way, but you know what else you can do? You could buy a house to live in. Right. Below market. Right, You could create wealth just like that, stroke of a pen. And we all, regardless of your race, we all should be looking at building wealth, and I'll tell you why. It doesn't just help you individually. When you buy these below-market homes and you fix them up, you actually help all of the neighbors in that neighborhood because you're selling it at a retail value, or at least if you're not selling it right away, you've brought it to a retail condition. Right? And right. that is good for everybody. In doing so, you spent some money at Home Depot to buy paint and doorknobs and stuff, right? which kept the economy going there. You might have hired a contractor who came out and helped you do some of the work. He got to feed his family. You helped the economy there. Everything we do in buying a deal in the real estate market helps the overall market. Okay? But if you're getting a mortgage, you've got to pay attention because the bankers have always won this deal. Okay, They know how, and I'm not demeaning bankers, in a sense, I am a banker, okay? I help, I lend money privately to people to buy properties all the time. I connect them with private money. I'm not talking about bankers are bad. I'm saying that if you are dealing with a bank situation and you're not aware that overall, according to this article, certain members of the culture pay more for the same money as other people, if you're not aware that that's happening, you're a victim of it without even knowing it.
1: We can't have that, man. Imagine if we had, you know, it's, there's there's two sides of the street. Imagine if one pe- if a, all the people on this one side of the street understood what we're talking about right now, and they looked around their neighborhood and were going around finding deals and yes. fixing them back up and doing things like that. Not only are you putting money in your own pocket, but like you said, you're contributing to your neighborhood and you're making the place where you live and the community that you live in a better place. Absolutely. So it's like it's 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 so it's it's really encompassing. And it's really one of those things that you know. It's just the more you know, is it all starts with that. The more you know, like it's, that your your possibilities become that much more endless.
0: Absolutely, and, and knowledge is half the battle, you know. And, and really, the only reason there's still a cultural gap, in my opinion, okay, the 400 years of slavery just doesn't count anymore. Okay, I mean, I, it was horrible, and I'm not I'm not meaning to downplay that, but that's not any reason why you're economically different today the reason why we still have an economic disadvantage comes down to education right we just don't know what we don't know yet you know and um, unfortunately in other cultures uh, money is passed down generationally very often the education attached to that money is passed down very often not so much in in certain cultures um and that that is the struggle you know i love my family i gotta you know i, I Obviously, I have a dad, you know, and my father and I talk about it. But the reality is he just doesn't know as much about the real estate market as I do from doing this for 20 years, you know. So I'm trying to pass that down to my kids and go, this is the power of wealth building through real estate. But along the way, I'm explaining to them much like, you know, you warn young black kids about you you might have an encounter with a officer one day that doesn't feel right that there's a risk to that it's the same thing in banking you know you might have an accounter in the financial space that isn't going to feel right question it you know get a second opinion do different numbers we did a show on appraisals if the appraisal doesn't feel right get another opinion on that appraisal don't just accept it you know reach out to me i'll help you i'd love to chat with you about your appraisal you know the more we can give back to the overall thing. And that's what this show is about, guys. This show is about educating you on how to become a deal hunter. Using the dealhunter.io app is one way to do that because it provides education. You start to understand the valuation model that drives the entire real estate market, which is comparable sales. If you understand what the other properties sold for, you can theoretically extrapolate what the property you're working with is going to be worth. If you can't do that one thing, you've got no business being a wholesaler. You sure as hell should not be a fix and flipper, you know, and there's a pretty good shot. You're not going to make it in private money lending if you don't know how money works you know? So all the aspects of this require knowledge and education and understanding about how this whole system works. And if you've got that understanding, and if and listen, if you don't have it, that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to the show right now. We're here to educate you so you can improve in that understanding in every capacity, okay? But you can't sit in your laurels if you're getting a mortgage right now and go, I'm just going to take whatever rate the bank gives me you can't do that. You've got to know, you've got to do the competitive analysis. You've got to know what's correct. And listen, you may still not get a great deal. Not because of race. Maybe the reality is your credit ain't that great. Your job's not that stable. You know, they're not just turning you down because you're a black guy or gal. They may be turning you down because financially you're too high of a risk. The goal is to get on title. Don't get me wrong. Don't blow a deal because you don't get the exact terms that you want, but at least know what terms you want it. Does that make sense? I Think we did a good job today, man. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and th- that is the goal. I just I want to educate you guys because I love you. I love all the listeners of the show. I love the members of the group that are joining up. And I, I know it seems like a it, my my entire career, guys, has been based on learning as much as I could so I could eventually give back um, to my fellow man, to the the culture at life, to my children. Whatever, like, I, and I feel like that's what I do. Yeah, sure, it's a paid coaching program. You know, I make a large part of my living helping people to do what it is I do. But you know, you pay to go to college, right? right. Like you, you pay for other forms of education, so I, I don't. I don't mind charging that capacity. But you, as listeners to the show, I just want to. I want to enlighten you a little bit. You know, things things have not that they've changed. They've actually always been this way. The the problem today, it's a little more covert than it used to be. What what's left of the the racist stuff is just kind of it's hidden. It's harder to see. The KKK is not showing up and burning crosses on lawns near as much as they used to. It's it's you know bad for the press, right? Yeah, they they might pull you over though. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> don't, don't get me started. That's a long discussion. <laughs> it's a long I'm discussion. gonna I'm gonna leave that in the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They might pull you over. Okay. That is true, but the, the, what really is affecting us um, is is the economics. Like the reason why we can't, the reason why we're struggling with eco- with equality, I believe, is the economics simply aren't there. As long as we are second class financially, we'll be second class overall. You know, what I'm proud of is the renaissance of the the movement where you're seeing a lot more black owned businesses. There's a there's a great article. I'm going to see if I can find it. We can post it out there. Um, a a black hedge fund guy. Uh, goes to, I think it was Dartmouth, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm botching this right now because I don't remember, but um, he goes to the commencement speech, he was invited to be the commencement speech, he says, I um, just want to surprise you guys, I paid everybody's student loans off on the way in here. You know, so not only get a really cool commencement speech, they didn't, they left without student loans.
1: Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have listened to the commencement speech. I <laughs> but, probably would have passed and, out if somebody told me that.
0: <laughs> like, this is over. Thank <laughs> you. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a job for another year now. Um, <laughs> I'm good, bro. Going but, to Europe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's the kind of cool stuff that's now happening in the the financial world of African Americans and above and beyond. There's still enough to go around, right? There's still enough that all of us can have a little bit more. We don't, we don't have to fight over the scraps anymore. We live in the land of opportunity even during the coronavirus crisis. But if we can help educate um, and bring each other up, that's, just, that's one more thing we can do to keep going on the way. And that's for everybody. That's, that's, not, that's not talking to black guys. or right? That's just across the board. If I can help and educate, I want to be a part of that. But we are over time for the show, so I'm going to wrap up with that. Hey, as I leave every show, I would love to chat with you more about uh, becoming a deal hunter. Uh, We got some great interviews coming up with people who have signed up for the coaching product and are getting results out there. I can't wait. To bring you guys more of that, because I think when you hear how all of this thing works with the proper coaching and guidance, you're gonna be blown away. You're gonna come knocking down the door, begging me to be your foreclosure deals coach as well. But you know, in the meantime, I hope we can impart a little bit of knowledge on you, you know, drop some knowledge bombs periodically and just get your get your mind right, get you thinking in the right direction about how just little things make a huge difference in your overall wealth building strategy. Until then though. We appreciate you tuning in. Join the group, Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders. And remember, remember when you're out there hunting, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.